Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. And you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh God, we give you thanks that we have a story to tell. And that story is about your love and your grace. And God, we thank you again for allowing us to have the opportunity to gather as your people. So, and as we gather, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. So today we are concluding our stewardship series, and if you are visiting with us, this is not a normal uh, thing that we do, but once a year we do a stewardship campaign to talk about how we use the mission and ministry of our church to share God's love with the community around us. And so at the uh, end of the message, we're going to take just a, a brief moment. If you had the opportunity to fill out a commitment card or a, a, a service card or what I call a You Belong Here card, you'll have an opportunity to come down, and we have two baskets placed here in front uh, to place those cards in there. And then if you want to spend some time at the prayer rail, you can. We hope that it's not uh, uncomfortable for those who are visiting with us today, but uh, this is one of those little uh, housekeeping things that, that we take care of. And if you haven't had a chance to, uh, if you, maybe you forgot your uh, cards at home, and if you would like to fill one out, just kind of raise your hand, and April will walk around, and she'll make sure that she can pass those around, around to you. You know, uh, one of the things that I love about stewardship, or one of the misconceptions, I should say, about stewardship, is that uh, it gets tied a lot to money. And while there is the financial part to it, the main part for stewardship to me is that it gives us the opportunity as a church to find ways to share the love and grace of Jesus Christ. April mentioned and her poor sunburn. I could see her sunburn on her back as she was standing here. She was out yesterday, and Megan was out yesterday, and Daylin, and I saw Sarah out there. Uh, JP was out there. I think there were other people that came out there after I left to a fun fest yesterday, and they were uh, inviting people to get more information about our church, and uh, the response was great. But, again, we wouldn't be able to do that because unless you guys supported the ministries of our church. And we are thankful for that. So all of this is just a way for us to continue to share the message of Jesus with, with our community. You know, I love uh, what a TV show that I absolutely love is called uh, Shark Tank. Maybe you've heard of Shark Tank. It's the one where they have like five or six uh, entrepreneurs that are, are very well off and they listen to either uh, join in an entrepreneurial activity or say, that is such a horrible idea. We want absolutely nothing to do with it. Uh, I love that show. I, I love the energy. I love the excitement that comes with that. But there's, there's something that I love about that show a lot more than the entire hour it's on. It's at the very beginning 
where they're introducing the main entrepreneurs. And there's a, a brief section, it's like not even five seconds long, where Mark Cuban, who uh, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, and he's also one of the entrepreneurs that's on there, he's, he's standing or sitting in front of a large auditorium of, I'm sure they're college students, and he's holding a microphone, and he says these words. He says, I want you to think, who's next? And I tell you, whenever I hear Mark Cuban say those words each week, it's like, I want to run through a wall right now. Just, those, that, just that small sentence. I want you to think, who's next? And I think about those words, and I go, you know, that really fits with how we talk about stewardship. I want you to think, who's next? Who can you share the message of Jesus with? Who can you extend love to in a way that, that lets them know that, that the message we believe in about Jesus Christ is true? Now I'm going to ask you to flip that question just a little bit. I want you to think, what's next? What's next for us as Royce City First United Methodist Church? You know, there are so many things that we can give thanks for. And one of the things that I absolutely give thanks for is that, as we talked about in the very first sermon on this, is that we know as a church that, that what we do is not for us. Now, we get the benefits from what we do by, by participating in worship, by serving alongside one another, by, by being a part of, of classes where we, we grow in our faith. But we know that all that we do here. It's about others. It's about going outside of the walls of the church and making a difference because Christ has made a difference in us. And we do that because we believe in kingdom living. Now, uh, what that means is that we don't believe that, that the message of Jesus Christ is a message where we just strive to, to get ourselves into heaven, which that's what we'll do when, when, as believers. We know that our eternal reward will be with our Lord and Savior in heaven. But the ultimate goal of what we do is to get heaven inside of us to get heaven inside of us. And if you look throughout the entire gospel, you can see that Jesus, time and time again, about a about hundred times, he shares the message that because he came to earth, that the kingdom of heaven is available right here and right now. That when Christ came and he died for us so, so that we may have eternal life, it was so that we can experience the kingdom of God right here and right now. Now, for me, that causes me to start dreaming. You know, I, and I, I do a lot of dreaming. You know, I sit in my office and I think, and I wonder how in the world, what, what, what is it that we can do? Kind of like that Mark Cuban question, what's next? What can we do as a church to continue to, to grow, to continue to make the kingdom of heaven a reality right here and right now in Royce City, Texas. 
And unfortunately, part of, unfortunately, but fortunately, part of that has to do with giving. What you do and what you give to the church through your, your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness allows us to, to dream, to go, this is what we're going next. And we may fail. We may fail more times than we succeed. But at least we know we continue to move forward because God is with us. So our scripture for this morning comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. Paul writes, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So when we look at scripture, sometimes we have to really take a look at who the scripture is about or, or the main characters within that certain passage of scripture. And for this scripture, while Paul is writing to the Corinthians, they're, they're not the main characters in this passage. The main character is the, the Macedonian church. Now, the Macedonian church plays a very important part in, in Paul's letters. He, he talks about them about 16 times throughout the book of Acts and his letters. That they were a church that was in competition with the Corinthian church, but their situation was a lot different than the Corinthian Church. If you take a look at this map, this is a map of a uh, area in the uh, old, old uh, the that uh, time period uh, called the Via Ignatia. Uh, and what this is, this is a road that goes stretches across the entire Roman Empire. And if you see up the green, you can see that that is Macedonia, and that's where Paul was planting the churches in that period of time. And if you come down around to this little part that juts out in Greece, that is where Corinth was. And Corinth was a very important city for the Roman Empire. It was so important that that is a a docking place where uh, boats would come in and unload. So Corinth was extremely wealthy. And, and part of the curse of being extremely wealthy is that the Corinthian church was extremely cheap. And during that time, the, the churches that Paul was planting around the known world at that time, they would collect up an offering that would go back to Jerusalem to help support the work of the Jewish church. So Paul would go around to all of his different churches and he would collect up an offering to help support the work that was happening back home. Now, the Macedonians were a little different than the uh, Corinthians. They were very poor. 
and they, they were persecuted. They had a lot of issues surrounding their church. And if you see in the scripture, you can see Paul talks about that, but he shares how generous the Macedonians were, that they really wanted to make sure to support the work of the church. And they supported so much that they wanted to have anything and everything they do be a part of supporting the work that was headed and happening back home. You know, when I look at our community of Roy City, I see that it is a growing community. But over time, you can see that Roy City has been one of those places kind of like Macedonia. In a ways, it's something that's, that's kind of passed over. You know, you either have all this stuff over here in Rockwall or you go all the way over here to Greenville and Roy City just is just kind of a little blimp in the road. But one of the things that I know about Roy City is that it is one of the most generous and exciting places that I have ever served. And the love and the compassion that, that I see in Roy City is a love and compassion that can be shared with those who are coming into our community and those who are outside of our community. It's a way for us, again, to share this message of Jesus so that others may see the light that shines in and through us. But for the Macedonian church, there were, there were three ways that, that they were able to share this message. First, they shared with hope. They knew that the message that they were... Uh, Katie, we're not quite there yet. If you want to go back, that, that's on the other page. Okay, I actually, you can go back one more. Perfect, okay? They actually were able to share this message in a way that gave hope. They knew that in the midst of their persecution, that the message and the life change that Christ gave them was a message that they could share with others. They also have possibilities. You know, they, they wanted to go with Paul in order to, to hand their offering off to the, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem because they knew of the possibilities that their offering was given to the church at whole. And they knew that it took action. They just didn't want to give. They wanted to be a part of what God was doing in their part of the world and in the world around them. The Macedonian church gives us a, a prime example that when we do stewardship correctly, we are giving all of ourselves over to God and saying, God, take me and use me so that the message of Jesus Christ is real for those who come in contact with me every day. So how does that tie with us? First, it ties with hope. We have a lot of hope here in Royce City. And I think a lot of that has to do with the big prayers that we pray. You know, I wake up every morning and I pray, of course, for my, my family, for my friends. I pray for you all as a church and individually. Because I know that prayer 
is a, a way that we continue to fire up hope in our lives. Prayer gives us a way to connect with each other and gives us a way to connect with the will of God. Hope allows us to say, you know, God will answer that story, answer that question. God will give us a way if we are faithful to the way that God is calling us to move. We also have possibilities. We know that God gives us many different ways for us to make a difference in our world. We have, I think, the best mission that anyone could have. And that mission, if you are familiar with that, is that we are called to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And how's the rest of it go? For the transformation of the world. That mission just makes me smile every single time I hear it, every single time I read it, because I know that that mission changes lives. And last year, we pulled together as a church our vision for our church is to let everybody know that they belong to God. And we simplify that by saying, be gods. Not little gods, we're saying that each and every one of us are gods, but that we belong to God. And there was a reminder for you to be gods and to let everyone know it doesn't matter what's going on in your life or what's happening, you belong here. This is a place where you can bring your doubts your fears, your, your not understanding, your, 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 your anger, your frustrations, because this is a place where you belong. And as we belong together, we worship. And I think we have great worship here, and I love the energy and the enthusiasm that, that our choir brings to our 11 o'clock service. We, we serve with heart, and we have many different ways that you can serve uh, within the church and outside of the church. And then we have time where we grow in our faith, where we take Scripture seriously and say, this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. When we look at the possibilities that we have, we know that God will work through those possibilities to help us to become his disciples. And then finally, it's a call to action. You know, I've been around people a lot who just talk, and they talk a good, to- good game over and over again, but when the rubber meets the road, it is time for the church to be in action. I may have shared this story before, but it's one of my favorite stories to, to talk about this is when I was growing up, my older brother, who's three years older than me, he was getting ready to graduate from high school. And I remember sitting around the table with him, my mom, and a friend of his from high school who was also graduating. My brother had all of these plans for college, and he was ready to go, I had scholarships, he was uh, already enrolled in the classes and was excited to go off to college, and mom looked at his friend and said, so what are you doing next year for college? And my brother's friend just looked at her and says, I don't know, I know God will tell me what to do. And mom kind of 
cocked her head a little bit and went, okay, well, um, have you looked at any schools? No, I haven't looked at any schools because I know that God is going to tell me where I'm supposed to go. And she kind of moved her head to the other side and said, well, have you applied for any scholarships or have you, you, you looked around for any way to help pay for schools? Oh, no, if God wants me to go to college, he'll, he'll make sure that I have a way to pay for it. And mom just put her hand down on the table and says, son, let me tell you this. I know God is going to help you with all these things, but God expects you to move. And what she meant by that is that, you know, God will help us. God will help spur us on to action. But if we just stand still, how do we know where God wants us to go? How will we know where God is calling us to make a difference if we just stay put right where we are? See, God calls us to be a people of action, that when we see things that are not right, to to call out those acts of injustice. When we see that there are people of hurting, God calls us to go and help those who are suffering. When God calls us to act, we move knowing that when we move in faithfulness to the message of Jesus Christ, that God will be with us. So that leads us to today. Today is Commitment Sunday. And we have been asking you to pray, how will you continue to support the life of our church? And we have our commitment cards, and we have our, our You Belong Here cards, too. So in a moment, I will invite you to come forward if you have your cards. If you don't have your cards, that's fine. There's no pressure. But we want you to have the opportunity to lay your cards at these baskets and to come to the prayer rail to, to offer up a prayer and say, God, this is who I am. This is what I have. It may not be much. It may be just a small amount, but I am faithfully stepping out in faith, knowing that when I step out, knowing that you are my Lord and Savior, knowing that you have called me to make a difference because you have made a difference in my life. When I step out in faith, I know that you will meet me there. So I invite you, If you would like to return your cards to come forward and place them in the basket, and you may spend time in prayer, but Richard's going to play for a little bit, and we'll just take a moment just to allow our offerings up to God. Thank you for taking a moment to to do that. And if you are still praying about what you will do, that's fine. Uh, This any Sunday, you want to drop your cards into the offering plate you are welcome to. If you want to bring them by the office during the week, you can do that also. You know, the one thing that I do ask of all of you, uh, member, non-member, regular tender, first-time guest, be in prayer for our church. We know that uh, the work and the ministry of sharing God's love with our community is a big task. But as I shared before, you know, we have a big mission, and that is to make disciples for the transformation of the world. And to be a part of that is such 
a, a great honor and blessing. Uh, the past three years, I've had the opportunity to uh, teach confirmation. One uh, confirmation class at a previous congregation that I was at and had two awesome congregation uh, classes here at Royce City. And we would do uh, two acts uh, between uh, the classes. At the beginning, we would start with uh, the Wesleyan prayer, which talks about how I am God's and no longer my own, that, that all that I have is God's. But then we would end our classes together by, by stating these words here, uh, these are attributed to John Wesley. It's not really accurate that, that he said it, but uh, through his teachings and through his sermons, these were very important themes that, that he would share. So I invite you to join with me as we close this time together in reading these words with me. Would you please join me? Do all the good you can, at all the ways you can, at all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can.